morning, everybody. Dr. Rick Wallace here, dropping in on you this morning. I hope that everything is going well on your end. Uh, as for me, uh, it's another typical day of grinding and putting in work uh, with the purpose of advancing towards uh, a set purpose and destiny. Uh, I can't emphasize the importance of having a clear vision of where you're heading. Uh, one of the major problems that people have is uh, their capricious behavior and ideology is based on the fact that they don't have a set, precise destination that they're heading to. They're all over the place. Whatever seems to work for them now is where they're at. And they're moving about, moving this place and that place, you know, wherever it seems to be working for the time, wherever it seems to be a little easier for the time, that's where they're at. You have to have a set goal in mind. Now, when you have that set goal in mind, you're going to find that there are times when your journey is just, uh, I mean, tense and, and challenging. And that's a part of the process. That's where you grow. That's where you develop. But when you have a sense of purpose, when there's a destination, you don't get lost. Uh, when, when, when there's the ambiguity associated with a destination or a target that you're aiming at, the chance of hitting the target uh, is reduced drastically. But when you have a clear understanding of what it is that you want, where it is you're going, uh, what, 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 you know, your purpose, you know, then you, you're fixed. You get knocked off track, but you recalibrate and you get back on because it's not about, uh, uh, you know, the path as much as it is about the destination. There's something you have to accomplish in this life, and you understand that it's going to take commitment and consistency. So to find out what it is that it is that you really, really believe you're here for. Find that purpose. Find that destination that you've got to hit. And then you fix yourself on that. And so when something jumps in front of you while you're on your path, you may have to recalibrate and readjust your path, but your destination is still set. It's just like that GPS. You know, if you make a wrong turn, it's going to recalibrate and tell you how to get from where you're at now back to that same destination that you put in. No matter what turn you make, that destination stays the same, and you simply work from where you're at to get back to where you need to be to head there. But when you don't have a destination set and you get knocked off, you don't know how to recalibrate because it was never your your journey was never set on getting somewhere it was just set on moving and that's how you have to be careful a lot of people have a lot of activity but they're not getting anywhere because they don't have a destination set so get that out what i want to share with you real quickly this morning i have a 9 30 um uh appointment so i have to kind of get through this but what i want to share with you are uh i believe in routine uh, and it's important that I believe in routine because I'm a right brainer. Uh, I'm strong in the left brain, but my right brain is definitely the dominant side. So um, I'm more free spirited, more free roaming, more than I am critical and organized. So if I don't set routines, if I don't have rituals, I don't have things that I know that I get up and I do on a regular basis, I'll be all over the place because my mind just goes. So I have to have it. But uh, routines are important because routines set your day. And the less you have to put into energy and thought 
about what you're going to do today. Every decision you wake up and have to make actually takes energy. It takes mental and emotional energy to make decisions. There's a such thing as decision fatigue. That's why if you look at something simple that you probably never gave any consideration to, if you watch uh, some of the guys that you recognize as being successful that are are, are were visible uh, from your Zig Ziglar's to your um, uh, Steve Jobs to Tony Robbins to uh, Mark Zuckerberg. If you see them, it's, it's like they always got the same shirt on, right? Uh, or the same outfit. It, it's probably not the same shirt and the same outfit, but probably the same looking shirt. They probably have a hundred of them in their closet. And you, you think, you know, that's weird. Why does Steve Jobs have the same black shirt on with these jeans every time I see him? It's because if I don't have to sit up and think about what I'm going to wear, that's one less decision I have to make in the day. And they literally structure anything that they can actually take out of the thought equation, they take it out. Uh, there's another person, if I mentioned him, you wouldn't know his name, but he's a former Navy SEAL commander. He's retired now, but he still stays in fit condition. He goes around, he speaks. And Every morning when he wakes up the night before, he's already laid out the clothes he's going to work out in. So there's never a challenge of trying to determine whether or not he's going to do it. Or he just, he just gets up and it's there. So you put your clothes on and you go work out. It's a routine. It take, plus, it takes away from the decision of where's my shoes? What do I wear? To the, you know, whatever. I just throw this stuff on. I'd already picked out the night before. And I just go off and do whatever my workout routine is. So routine is huge. And there are five things I want to share with you uh, that are powerful routines in and of themselves that when you start to look at the most successful people, they tend to all have some form of this working in their lives. Number one is actually consistency and routine. Um, it is the, the, the rituals, the things that you do ritually that create habits habitual thoughts, habitual actions, habitual behaviors. So if it's something that you need to be doing and it's not something that you do innately or inherently or it's not a part of, it's not already a part of your habitual behavior, the only way that you make it habitual is through creating a ritual or a routine through which you do it and you be consistent with it. You do it over and over again. It is the consistency in doing the things you need to do that produces the best results. So if you do it, it's like something simple. If you know that losing weight, if you need to lose weight and you know that losing weight requires you to put your body in caloric deficit, meaning that you are burning more calories than you are consuming. And so you know that. And so you know that this is what I normally, I, I need to eat in order to lose weight. And this is how much activity I need to participate in in order to lose weight. And you do that five times out of the seven days. You do that five days out of seven days. That consistency is going to produce results because you will not likely be so far off because you're training yourself to behave a certain way. Even when you take the two days off, the ritual and the habit of doing it the right way will actually guard you from going completely left on the days you take off. And so you'll, you'll, you'll get pretty much what you want. But say, for instance, you, you only eat right two days. You got, a, you got a situation where you say, okay, this is the routine I'm going to do if I'm going to get it done. But you only do it two days. Well, the other five days of not doing it right is going to almost guarantee that you're not going to get the results you're looking for. So it's in the consistency of sticking with, come up with a routine that works for you. Decide what it is you want. Get a routine together. 
and stick with it. Just getting up in the morning and taking off is not a plan. Hoping and wishing is not a plan. Just going and putting everything you have into your day is not a plan. There are too many things in the world we live in now that will redirect you. You'll get an email. You'll get a text. You'll get a phone call. You'll see a post. You'll, you'll get some news. You'll get a flash on your screen alert. It's always something. You've got to have a prioritized idea and, 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 and uh, routine that gets you through your day. And your day has to be more and more focused uh, the earlier in the day. Why? Because it's just natural that you're going to become more fatigued mentally and physically and that uh, all other things are going to start happening the more you get into your day. When you get up in the morning, if you're getting up um, anywhere from four o'clock to six o'clock, not that many people, are, very few people are going to be calling uh, with anything associated with business. So the chances are you're going to get a lot more done then, plus you're fresh. So you're, you're, you're more crisp in your thinking, you're more sharp in your thinking, you're more sharp in your decision, make, decision making. It's just the way it is. The longer you go in your day, decision fatigue sets in and the poorer you are at making good decisions. It's just how it is. That's scientifically proven. We have plenty of empirical evidence to back that. So you want to stick to your routine. Consistency is important. Number two, this one is going to get a lot of you because it's something I still struggle with. So I can relate, but I can also tell you that the times that I'm able to master it, I see the difference. It's just about getting away from a natural proclivity. And that is protecting your personal sovereignty by divorcing your smartphone. Now, I don't mean throw your smartphone away, don't use it. It's a tool. The problem is with smartphones is that most of us have become its tool. It uses us. It gets all of our attention. It pulls us away. It redirects our emotions. It does so much. Um, Studies have shown just the sight of a cell phone sitting on a table starts the release of dopamine and serotonin in in, in the brain. That it is literally a source of dopamine. It makes us feel good to pick up our phones. Now, uh, the study even went as far as saying that you can have a person walk up and set their cell phone on the table that you're sitting at. It ain't even your phone. Set their phone on and your dopamine levels start to rise you literally start to fire your and your brain start your neurons in your brain start firing it, it it gets excited when it gets near a phone and so you know it's hard for me because you know you do everything on your phone so it's like how can i uh and then the thing is if you wake up in the morning the first thing you do is grab your phone you're surrendering your personal sovereignty i've said this to you before when you do that and you look at it and you start to scroll You don't know what you're going to hit. So now you're surrendering your emotional stability, your emotional state, your mental state to whatever you see on that phone. You need now, depending on who it is, me, I work to do a complete hour because I believe if you win the first hour of the day, you win the day. But I've heard as little as five to 10 minutes of not touching that phone, giving yourself a chance to decide what your day is going to be like. You set the tone, you set the te- you set the state of your mind when you start your day. But if you reach for that phone, you surrender your, your person, you've got to divorce. Phone. I know uh, some very successful people who refuse to bring their cell phone into their bedroom. They leave it in their bathrooms. 
So it's not within reach because there's a habit. You know, there are people that literally check their phones all through the night. And the thing is now most people have cell phones, don't, don't have home phones anymore. For what? Everybody can call you on that phone. It's in your possession almost 99% of the time. So they'll reach you on your cell phone before they reach you on your home phone. So nobody calls home phones anymore. So very few people have them. Uh, we have them for it. We have it uh, here for emergency purposes. But that's the thing. So, you know, you, you say, well, somebody may need me, all these things like this. The thing is, have your phone set where you know when someone's calling you. If, if no one's calling you, then it can wait. Everybody need, that's important needs to know if you really truly need to reach me, especially after these hours, you have to call me. Uh, I'm not going to be tuned in to any type of text message or alerts like that. I'm not because I need to be resting. I need to be sleeping. I need to be uh, uh, re regenerating and rejuvenating as I sleep, not sitting up and being interrupted. And so that's one of the things that I struggle with. I'll be honest with you. Um, is that I have my phone around me pretty much all the time. Um, and, but when I do make it the point, now what I have done, what I have done is I've gotten that hour, that first hour. I'm not, I'm gonna get up, now my phone access my alarm. So I hit the, uh, the stop button and I get up, but I, I'm not scrolling, I don't open my phone. My phone does not open for the first hour. I'm going to win the first hour. Now, what I do during the rest of the day is some things I got to work on because I think that we spend way too much time allowing what our smartphones are able to do, control our mental capacity. Hey, Tiffany, hey, Fiona, look, we've got to get better than that. So the next one is get more sleep. Now, this one I am trying to do better at, and it just feels weird because it's so many of us that are, are – entrenched in what we call the grind. We are grinders by nature. We grind on GP. It's not that it's any one particular thing we're grinding for. We just know that hard work pays off. So we get up early and we go after it and we put in the work and we take pride in grinding. It's almost like if I stay in bed after 6.30, which is the latest. No, I'm, my, my alarm is set for four. And, and, and lately I can't explain it. And I'll be honest with you, I can't explain it, but I ain't trying to hear four o'clock right now. And, and I'm learning to be okay with that because your body starts to tell you, look, I know you're grinding and you're putting in this work, but I need seven and a half to eight hours of sleep to be primed. I need to recover and rejuvenate. I need cellular uh, regeneration. I need to uh, allow the neurons of my, my brain to relax. I need to take some time off mentally and emotionally and psychologically and if you're going 20 hours out of a day, you're you wearing me out. And at some point, there's going to be a breakdown. And so, you know, I just, when, 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 when I end up getting up, you know, it, it, it takes a lot. I mean, you know, to me sleeping in at 7 o'clock, you know, if I'm in the bed at 7 o'clock, I slip in. And that's still the case. But, you know, Liz, I've gotten these last few weeks, since, since the kids have been out of school, it's been like, you know, and I guess it's because I've always, you know, got to be up to make sure everybody's off. And so that starts at like four. So I, I guess it was easy then. But, you know, since the kids have been off, it's been like, you know, six, six thirty, six forty. And, and, you know, I'm like, man, you know, but then I tell you, 
when I understand the importance of sleep and what it does for the body and how it allows you to recover and regenerate and how much more energy gives you. And then it gives, it, then you wake up, you still have this challenge of, I know what I got to get done. So that's important. The, set, the, the fourth thing you need to do, what time is it? I want to make sure I don't uh, miss this report. The fourth thing you need to do, we're just doing five today. The fourth thing you need to do is schedule everything. Um, and I, I'm saying everything, but schedule the things that are important. Schedule the things that are important. Uh, things that have priority. Number one is like, if you out, if you've heard me a lot of the times that you see my videos, I say, get something done today. That should be at least one thing. Um, and you, you talk to a lot of the experts, that should be really two things, two things minimum that you say when you wake up in the morning, you sh should already have it in your mind before you go to bed. Two things when you wake up in the morning that you're going to get done. You need to have two things that you're going to get done. They need to be scheduled, and they need to be scheduled at the beginning of the day when you have the energy, when you have the focus, when you have fewer disruptions uh, 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 into your routine. You need to get those two things done. What I can tell you is if you make a persistent effort in getting up and actually uh, getting those things done, it, it creates uh, an internal mental, emotional, and physical habit of persistence and, uh, and, and being active in a particular and specified goal. You need to have a clear understanding of the things that have priority in your life. Uh, one of those things may be I need to spend at least an hour with my mate. I need to spend at least 30 minutes to an hour uh, or more, whatever it is, with my kids, whatever it is. That's something you need to do. But you also say, okay, I need to get this one thing done in business. If you're trying to grow a business, that has to be something that you have on the table that you're going to get done today. And that has to happen every day. You have to get up and you have to create that habit. And the more you do it, the more habitual it becomes, not just in behavior, but in thoughts. See, the, 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 uh, the habitual behaviors that you're uh, practicing are actually simply the manifestations of your habitual thinking. So if you want to change your habits, you start with your thinking. You start with the paradigms that create the beliefs that run your life. and You determine what you need to work on and what you need to change. And then you get that set. And then you start from there. It's a process that everybody, no matter where they are at in life, is going through. You're always looking for the beliefs and, and the thinking that may be hijacking you. And so that's why it's so important to take control in as much, many ways as possible. And that's what routines do. They allow you to be in control because if you're like me and you're, you, 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 you're a right side dominated person where it's about creativity, it's about thought, it's about rhythm, it's about a lot of things. It's easy to get caught up in the movement of the day. And it happens to me, especially when I get up off routine. But when I get up on routine, I'm able to dominate at least the first part of the day. Up until 12 or 1 o'clock, I am centered in and I've got it. Now, if I'm up at 5 o'clock, if I'm up at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning or even 6, and I can get to 1 o'clock on, 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 on like level, like a 100% level 1 type function, I killed it. Now I can move and, and, and get some things done and I can let my creative side just run because that's where the ideas come up with. And journaling does that too. I do a lot of journaling. I, I got probably 30 journals laying around of where I just write. 
every thought comes in my mind, I write. I got I got all types of journals because that supports and facilitates both critical and um, lateral thinking. Okay, let's move into the final one, and then I'll close it out. You have to win your morning if you expect to win the day. How you start your day is almost guaranteed to determine how your day is going to go. Now, there are ways you can rescue your day if you're good and trained, but normally people who are very good at training and rescuing their day have to do that very little because they're also good at setting the state through which they're going to go through their day. They don't have many bad moments, not because things don't happen, because they don't let it bother them. But if you're going to set your day and you win your morning, it starts with the first hour. You win the first hour, you win the day. And how do you win the first hour? You win the first hour by, first of all, setting your state, putting yourself in the most optimal state for performance. That's emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, and physically. You want to be in the most optimal state. You want your mind focused and centered, and you want your beliefs and your ideas about what will happen in your life centered on something positive and focused. But I build, I start out with a process known as priming. And it's just like if you were priming a car or priming a wall. It's sitting up, setting the foundation for how you're going to engage everything after. So when I'm priming in the morning, the first thing I do is I enter into the day with the heart of gratitude. Everything that I do is built on gratitude. And so when people say, man, it seems like nothing bothers you because my my entire infrastructure is on gratitude. What does that mean? I have so many things that I'm grateful for. And I don't care where you're at because I haven't always been where I'm at now. I've been a lot higher in, in certain areas like finance and business. Uh, I can't say I've been higher in relationship because right now I am really loving uh, my wife. So that is like at its highest level ever. But I've been low. I've been very low. But the thing that has gotten me through it is that I've always been able to identify things for which I can be grateful no matter where I'm at. So I'm grateful. When I wake up in the morning, I enter into a state of gratitude. First thing I do, I get up and I look over at my wife. She's still breathing. I mean, I'm on cloud nine because that's the center of everything. And and, and so I don't want to have to deal with anything other than, look, she's great. I'm good. I get started. Then I go off and my little hard heads, they're all good. So another thing to be grateful for. But then there are, those things can change in life. And if you're honest with yourself, you have to be honest. Those things can change. And so what if they change? What what is Number one is I'm grateful of something that can never change in my life. I'm grateful that at a time when my life uh, was, 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 was extremely important because it was developing and I was developing an idea of who I was. My great grandparents came into my life at nine months and reared me. They gave me a foundation of believing in myself. They were both entrepreneurs. That they showed me how, what it meant to be a business owner. They showed me what it meant to believe in myself. They placed high demands on me of performance. They didn't let me quit. All these things that set the parameters for, for my performance came from them. So I'm grateful for them. And see, that will never that can never change. They will always be the people who influenced and and empowered me as a child. I'm grateful for the teachers who saw something in me and poured in me uh, as I came through school. I'm grateful for my uh, lifetime and adult mentors. There's so many things that I'm grateful for that will never change. So when everything gets shaken up and everything's going all crazy, there's a center that allows me to be calm. And one of the things I'm grateful for is that I'm built for this. 
has this mentality I have. If you've ever heard me speak, if you've, you've been around anything that I've done, you've heard me say, I'm built for this. Why is that so important? Why am I grateful for that? Because there's absolutely nothing that I can get through that I'm going to face in my life. And I've been through some difficult moments. I've seen some pretty rough times. And I've looked at it. And I've looked myself in the mirror and said, I'm built for this. And when you know you're built for it, it doesn't shake you up. When you know you're built for it, you don't become frenetic and unglued. When you know you're built for it, you don't get all uh, uh, dis, dis, disengaged and shaken and misguided. I mean, just everything's falling apart. When you know you're built for it, you say, on the other side of this, it's something great waiting for me. I've, I've experienced this enough to know that if I can push through this, there's something on the other side that's going to be worth what I'm going through. There's never a time that I've gone through something and persevered through something that on the other side of it wasn't a reward that was worthy of the struggle. So I'm good with this because I'm built for it. It won't destroy me. If I'm still breathing, I'm, I'm still in the fight. If, 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 if it hadn't broken me yet, it won't break me. I'm good. So I'm going through that. That's the thing you've got to get in your mind. That's the thing you've got to make up and, and, and establish is that you are going uh, to be okay, no matter what you're going through. It looks crazy. It feels bad, but don't become so shaken by any event in your life that you start to identify with the event. That's when suffering starts. See, pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. Suffering is the moment you start to identify with your moment. It's some people that identify with broken relationships. People identify with dysfunction. People identify with poverty and lack. People identify with things that has happened in their life at one particular point, and it was so emphatic and so uh, intense that they identified with it. The moment you identify with it, you're connected to it now. you got to find a way to disconnect with it. Disconnect from your current situation because it doesn't define you. It's a moment. It's an event in time. The quicker you engage and get through it, the less time you have to spend dealing with it. But when you identify with it, it sticks with you. It becomes a part of your personal identity, a part of what you see in life and how you behave. It will control your decisions. It will control how you move, what you aim for, and everything else. You do not identify with the negativity and the bad moments. They're coming. Nothing you can do about it. They're coming. But what you can do about it is say, it's not going to destroy me. I'm built. I'm going to get through this. There's something inside of me that knows that something better for me. And I'm not going to allow this moment to deter me from going after what belongs to me. I'm going to rise to the occasion. I'm going to elevate the way I live in this life if I have to do it one inch crawling at a time. Get away from that instant gratification stuff. It's it's rare and, and, and it doesn't normally stick. If it comes easy, it normally goes easy. But when you got to crawl for it, fight for it, push for it, I mean, literally just hang on for dear life for it. When you get it, you cherish it. You you take care of it. You 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 love it. You 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 give it the 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 attention and and adoration that it deserves. That that's whether you're talking about a spouse, whether you're talking about wealth, whether you're talking about prestige, whatever it is, when you've got to fight for it, when you've got to work for it, when you've got to push through. That's something that makes you appreciate it. When it falls out of the sky, and it rarely does, it doesn't stick because you don't appreciate it. That's why I rarely do uh, free engagements because it came too easy. You didn't have to invest anything for it. And you go on. It's not that I, I don't, like I said, you know, I've got this new thing. You know, I've, I've gone back to the uh, promotion where we're doing the rapid change session, which is a 30-minute session. That's free. Uh, 
Uh, but the thing is, that 30-minute session is going to call for you to give something of yourself. It won't be money, but you're going to have to come to the table and give something of yourself. Um, that is something that, you know, we're doing, and we wanna, we're planning on doing 500 of those by the end of August, 550 to be exact. By the end of August, we're going to do 550 of those sessions. Uh, some people will stick around and go through the entire process after some people will take that 30 minutes and I'll never hear from them again. And it's fine. There's no strings attached, but it's about seeing what you can accomplish in your life in 30 minutes. If you completely open up to a new idea of what is and then move into it. I'm telling you, there's some crazy things. I did one with uh, a lady and I'm just bringing this up because I got an uh, inbox from her uh, yesterday. And I'm not going to read it in, in detail, but I got I shared it with my wife. And and basically, this lady came to me and said, look, I just want to really talk to you about finance. I know your time is expensive. My money is limited. Uh, how much you charge per hour? And she paid me for half an hour based on what I charge for an hour, which, you know, is significant for, for if you're thinking about it. But it's always worth the value. So we talked about what we needed to talk about as far as her finances. But we also, in that 30 minutes, because it don't take long to get to bottom of something with finance if you really understand financial principles if you have a certain level of financial literacy but she hit me up to tell me that the finance the financial thing is unbelievable you know credit scores are off the chart now and, and all this stuff but she also said look i also thought about what you shared with me after that well you know and and, and i still follow you and the things that you teach and things i take to heart and now this woman uh, went to the doctor for something that happened as she was working out. She went to the doctor and because she injured herself working out and he worked with her and, you know, it was a kinesiologist. He worked with her and everything like that. And she was like, look, man, I really wish I could have gotten to this. And he said, well, why don't you know? He, the, I'll tell you back. The doctor asked her, if there was one thing that you can do in life, what would you do? She said, what you're doing right now? I love kinesiologists. He said, well, why aren't you? Say, well, I don't have to go back to school and all this. I'm too open. He said, no, you don't. He showed her how you can actually get that done. So now she's working as an intern. Doing something she actually, the one thing she said she would do, the one thing is what she's doing now. And she wanted me to know that. And that's the thing. If you could only do one thing in your life, it was something you could do. If you didn't have any bills to worry about, if you didn't have uh, any, 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 any children that needed things that you couldn't take care of, if everything that required you to work, in order to make happen what was taken care of, what would you be doing? Now, here's the thing. No, most people won't get this because this is not how we're trained. When you, when you strip away all the layer, layers of everything that's driving you, what you've got to do, I got to pay this, I got to pay that, I got to pay that. That's the rat race. Everything we've gotten ourselves into in debt, we got to pay it, right? Okay, if, when you strip all that away and it's just you and your pure state, what would you be doing? What is it that drives you? What are you passionate about? Now, here's the thing. Even with all those things that you got to pay, that's what you should be doing. That's what you were designed to do. There's no buffer zone, no buffer period. You were redirected at some point in life. Life took over, whether it was in a bad relationship, whether it was bad parenting, whether it was poor choice making or decision making on your part, you got redirected and you got off course and now you're doing something and you're consumed by it because you don't know anything else. But let me tell you something, that thing that's driving you on the inside that you've learned how to shut off and bury is what you should be living. That's your purpose. And there's nothing more fulfilling. You can't get paid enough to, to set your purpose aside and be fulfilled. There's not enough money. There's not enough women that I can tell you. I can just tell you. It's not. 
you'll wake up every morning empty. You'll wake up every morning wondering why I got this, I got that, all the things. Matter of fact, the more things you're able to get, the more empty you feel. Because see, when you can sit up and, and you're in a position of lack, you can always say, if I just had, and you can convince yourself to have hope that if I just had this, then I'll be okay. And so it's, it's as you start to get that stuff and still realize that that empty feeling that you're feeling is still there, it starts to get dark. I'm telling you from experience, the more you successful you become, the more things you get, if you're not living in your purpose, it won't matter. You should be able to get all that and be in your purpose, but you got to rediscover yourself. You got to refine yourself. That's the thing. Look, I got to get off of here. I got like 10 minutes to get this stuff set up for this uh, session I have at 930. But look, I just wanted to share that with you. It's important uh, to get a routine set. It's important to get things uh, lined out on how your day is going to go before your day gets there. Don't let your day take you. Don't let your day be the dictator of what you're going going to have happen. You need to take control of that. You need to have a sense of what's going to happen uh, over the course of your day and when it's going to happen. Of course, you'll have to make adjustments and changes, but you need to do that. With that being said, I'm going to check out of here. I got to get out of here. As I always say, look, I'm going to live my life on full. So that whenever that time comes, where it's time for me to leave this life, I'm going to down me. I promise you. So do you, but do you in the purest form of purpose? Um, and, 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 and you'll know when you're in your purpose because people around you will light up because you bring light into their lives. You help empower them. You help encourage them. You help, you help lift them. You'll start to see that the, 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 those in your periphery are starting to rise. And, 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 and you'll know when your purpose, because your purpose is always about elevating other people. It's never about elevating yourself. Your elevation comes from the natural flow of who you help uh, or how many people you help or how impactful you are. And, 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 and it comes as a secondary consequence or response to you living in your purpose. You see that certain things that will just simply take care of themselves when you're living in your purpose. With that being said, I'm out of here. You guys have an unbelievable day. Um, and I'll be checking in on you and I'll be sharing more about the rapid uh, breakthrough sessions, the business breakthrough sessions, and uh, we'll move from there. All right. You, you guys have an awesome day.